I don't know why we didn't just drive. We've been walking for a while. How far do you live? Not much farther. Look right over there. You can see my vegetable garden. Oh, wow. Look at the size of that thing. It's spilling over into a few other properties, but I don't think anyone will mind. No, I suppose they won't. Hey, I can hear my footsteps again. Hey, I heard that too. Oh my god, I didn't think I'd ever be so relieved to hear some rusty old door creak. Oh, that feels so much more normal. I hated not being able to hear any... Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I really didn't mean to be so insensitive. Don't be sorry. Everyone says the same thing when I bring them here. I never take it personally. Now please, make yourself at home. I'll put on the kettle and make us some tea. Then we can talk. I'm sure you have a lot of questions. Thank you. Tea sounds wonderful, actually. I'll be right back. It is surprisingly neat in here. For someone who lives completely alone in a ghost town. I would have expected them to stop caring about cleanliness. Good for him, though. My god, look at these bookshelves. There must be hundreds of books here. Each shelf is overflowing. Oh, and what is this? A map of the whole region. It looks ancient. Doreen, Corbyville, Orion, Millbridge, Point Anne. I've never heard of any of these places. But according to this, I drove through two of these places on my way here? No, that can't be right. None of these places exist. Wait a minute. Found your town yet? Is this the map of... Uh... Yes. That is a map of all the places where he's played his music. It took me a while to find a map that still had half of these towns listed. Luckily, I don't think anyone is going to be upset that our town hall's record department is missing this old map of the region. It's here! I knew it! I knew I wasn't going crazy! It really is here! Right between Wesleyville and Nicholson, just like I said! I've been meaning to ask you about that. You said you're from Newbridge. Yes, why? Well, until just now, I didn't think he ever left more than one person alive per town. Just when I think I've figured it all out, something else manages to surprise me. What do you mean? Oh, the kettle is boiling. Thank you. I'll be right back. He never leaves more than one person alive per town? Does that mean that there are other survivors like me? Here you go. Make yourself comfy. I'll explain what I can and answer any questions you have. There's a lot that I'm still learning about all of this, but I'll do my best. Thank you. Maybe start off with introducing ourselves? I don't think we even know each other's names yet. I'm Ali, former resident of Newbridge, the town that burned. <laughs> Wallace, current resident of Birchall Lake, the town that drowned. Nice to meet you. What happened here? I mean, I found a diary in one of the houses that led me out to the lake, but it didn't tell me everything. Which house was it? Um, the red brick one? A dark roof, right across from the lake. The Ashford house. So, you read Veronica's diary? Oh, yeah, I think so. How did you know that? After I read everything on my bookshelf for the third time, I eventually went into the other houses to see if they had anything else that I could read. I read anything I could find. 
books, magazines, instruction manuals and in some cases, I read their journals or diaries. Before you judge me for reading their personal journals, please know that I didn't feel right about reading these and invading their personal lives. But once I realized that these journals explained what happened to this town, I thought I should read them all to better understand what happened. So you know the exact diary I'm speaking of? Of course. I remember the diary and I remember Veronica. She was an incredibly sweet kid. She had such a big personality. Her and her friend Margaret used to put on plays for us in the park when we were all kids. Margaret would play the music on her little keyboard and do the extra voices while Veronica would always be the star. The two of them were such a creative pair. I often wonder what they'd be doing if they had grown up. Veronica would probably be a star on Broadway, and Margaret would be a professional musician. Maybe a jazz pianist or something. So they were the ones who played the music. They were the ones who caused everything. Not exactly. I remember reading that she thought she and Margaret were responsible because they played his song. I wish someone had told them that that wasn't the case. What do you mean? They weren't the only ones who played the song. In her diary, Veronica mentions waking up in the lake and finding an entire group of people in there with her. From what I've been able to find out by reading other journals and diaries, every single one of these people played the song as well. How is that possible? They all heard the same song in their dreams? Yes. That's what he does. You keep saying he. Where he played his music. That's what he does. Who is he? How far along in your search are you? What do you mean? I mean, how long have you been looking for the music? I'm not looking for his music. I'm looking for my sister. She played the song and now she's missing. That makes sense then. What makes sense? While you haven't seen him yet or while you don't know who he is, people often come here when they're at the end of their search. It usually takes them months or even years to find this place. And when they do, it's because they're looking for the final few answers they need before they play his song. Just how many people have actually been here? Just look at the map. Every circle and every town is a person. There must be dozens on here. And that's just since I first learned about him in 2002. I can't imagine how many towns disappeared before he came here. You still haven't told me who he is. Sorry. Usually when people come here, they already have an idea of who he is. We usually skip that part. But since you're still so early in your search, I'll explain. No one knows his real name, where he came from, what he wants or why he plays his instrument. What we do know is that he goes by many names. The Music Man. The Midnight Conductor. The Devil's Composer. But perhaps the name he is most famous for is... The Pied Piper of Hamlin? Are you familiar with this story? I am, actually. I remember reading this book as a kid. My mom gave me and Candace a copy when we were little. I believe the story is about a town that's infested with rats, and the piper who makes a deal with the townspeople to help get rid of them all. He chases the rats away with his music, then the townspeople refuse to pay him the gold he was promised. So he plays his song in the middle of the night and lures all of the children away. And they're never seen again. Kind of terrifying children's story, if you ask me. Very good. But you're forgetting one key thing. 
What's that? He doesn't lure all the children away. He doesn't? No. There's one child left behind. Different versions give different reasons why the child is left behind. In the book that I have, it's a boy on crutches. Due to his limp, he can't keep up with the other children and falls behind. Other versions say it was a child who was too sick to get out of bed. Another version says the child's parent was the only one who gave the piper any gold. But most famously, the child that's left behind is... Well... Deaf. Correct. The child is the only one who couldn't hear his music. So that's what you were saying earlier. When you said you never met two people from the same place, it's because it's not just in the fairy tale where he only leaves one person behind. That's correct. However, this changes that theory. You and Diego are the very first two people I ever met from the same forgotten town. Well, me, Diego, and my sister. Oh yes. You mentioned that. So, there were three of you? I guess so. Until three days ago, I didn't even know there was anyone besides me and Candace. But after she played the song, she disappeared, and that's when I began searching for her. If she hadn't disappeared, I never would have met Diego. And I probably would have still thought that the town burning was just a nightmare. Now I know that it was all real. Just because it's a nightmare doesn't mean it isn't real. But this doesn't make any sense. The Pied Piper is just a fairy tale. In the story, the townspeople were the villains. They promised him something, and then turned ugly when he came to collect. You're telling me that in each town where he played his music, they had promised him something, and when they failed to pay up, he came and made them all disappear? That I don't know. No one seems to be able to figure out why he picks the places he does. As far as I can tell, there's no pattern. All I know is that this fairy tale is the first ever recorded version of his story. And if he's been around since the time this story was first written, then there's no telling how many places he's made disappear. What we do know is that once people hear his song, they disappear and are never found again. Not just the people, but the towns as well. It would seem so. Everyone who has come here has told me that they've all tried and failed at returning home. It's as if the towns all vanish and then eventually, the entire world forgets that they ever existed. Well then how does this place still exist? Didn't he play his music here and make everyone disappear? All except for one. Well yes, but same goes for all of our towns according to you. You said he leaves one person alive and then the town disappears. What makes this place different? Tell me, when your town was burning, what did you do? What do you mean, what did I do? I ran. Out of town? Of course, the entire place was burning. What did you do? I slept. You slept? I slept through the whole thing. I slept as my family, my friends and my neighbors all stopped what they were doing and walked into the lake. When I finally woke up, I had no idea what happened. I searched all over town to see if I could find anyone, but they were all gone. It wasn't until I went to the lake and found all of the footprints in the mud around the water that I realized what had happened. But by then, it was too late. I wanted to try to find some help, but at the time, I was just a kid and didn't know who to call. The police, along with everyone else, had walked into the lake. There wasn't anyone for me to call and there wasn't anywhere to go. So, I just came home. And since that day, you never left? Of course not. This is the only place I've ever known. I wouldn't even know where else to go. That's why people can still find this place, isn't it? Because you never left. 
You haven't given the world a chance to forget about this place. That's what it seems like. From what I've discovered, once the last person leaves the town, it vanishes forever. Since I never left, this place can't vanish. Instead, it's just stuck in silence. It wants so badly to be forgotten, but it can't. Not with me here. How come I could hear my car when I came into town then? Your car doesn't belong to this town. It can still make noise. But anything that was a part of the town from when he played his music has lost its ability to make noise. With the exception of my house, of course. It's the only place that hasn't fallen into complete silence. Or so I'm told. Why haven't you left? You could move somewhere where you weren't always alone. The thought has crossed my mind. Countless times, in fact. But everyone who finds this place is trying so desperately to find what I already have. They all want to go back home. They all want to go to the place where he destroyed their lives with his music. And I know once I leave, I'll never be able to find my way back here. Do any of these people ever find their way back home? Almost all of them. How? You know how. I do? Think about it. They play his song. Exactly. Is that the only way you can find your old home? You have to play his song? It would seem so. If there is another way, I haven't discovered it yet. And no one that has come here has ever told me of a different way. They either play his music and I never hear from them again, or they resist the temptation and come to visit me from time to time. Like your friend Diego. Although even then, some of them stop coming back. I think it's because people can only hold out for so long before they play his song. Do you ever wish any of them would stay? I wish all of them would stay. But that's my punishment. Your punishment? For refusing to leave. All I want is for people to return to this town. Not just to visit but to stay here with me. But the only people who ever find Birchall Lake are people who are so desperate to get back to their own town. They only find this place when they're right on the cusp of finding their way home. No matter how hard I try to convince them, they all leave. Since I won't leave and let this town be forgotten, he leads people to me, but only people who can't stay. Just call me Calypso. Calypso? The Greek myth? The daughter of Atlas who was banished to Agagia? I've never heard of it. In the myth, Odysseus washes up on shore of Agagia and meets Calypso. She's trapped on the island, and Odysseus is desperate to get back home. Over the span of several years, they fall in love and she tries to convince Odysseus to live on the island with her forever. But he can't stay because he is currently on a journey to return home to his wife. He promises to return to Agaji one day, but she tells him that once he leaves, he'll never be able to find the island again. That is her punishment. The only people who come to her island are those who can't stay because they are on a journey. Each time, she tries to convince them to stay and each time they are forced to continue on their journey. In the end, they say no and forget about the island and Calypso forever. She is punished with travelers coming to her island and never being able to stay, as a way of being constantly reminded of her loneliness. So am I going to forget this place when I leave? No, but you aren't ever going to come back. And you certainly aren't going to stay here now. You could come with me to find my sister. Thank you, but no. 
I appreciate it. You're not the first person to offer, and I'm sure you won't be the last. But as I said, this is my home. Plus, this has become the unofficial home for research about the Piper. I learn something new every time someone shows up. I can't have all of that information disappear just because I'm lonely. What if me and my sister come back here afterwards? If your sister has heard the music, then I don't think you'll be able to. Why not? Because the only way you'll be able to find her is if you play the music also. And once you play his music, you're never going to be able to find your way back here. And if I don't play the song, then I won't disappear. But I'll never see her again. That's what I think. But you're not sure, right? No, not completely. All I know is that those who make the decision to play the song never return. I never hear from them again. I never see them again. Maybe they're happy. Or maybe they joined his orchestra. His orchestra? I don't know. Some of the people who come here have mentioned that when they heard the song, it was more than just a pipe playing in the wind. Someone last year told me that they had heard an entire orchestra playing on a frozen lake before everyone in town wandered out into a blizzard up in Bear Creek. Someone else from Falkenberg told me that they could hear the orchestra in the forest that everyone wandered into. For some people, they only hear a single instrument, but for others, they hear so much more. Is there any pattern to who hears what? Not from what I can tell. All we really know about the orchestra is what the person from Bear Creek told me. He described some of the members of the orchestra as looking waterlogged, burned and frozen. He said the frozen ones couldn't do anything more than hit the triangle. It's as if the members of the orchestra are made up of the people who disappeared from the other towns. But the man from Bear Creek had also been searching for quite some time when he spoke to me. Part of me thought that perhaps he had already started losing his mind. So if I play this song, there's a chance I either disappear forever or I join his orchestra? It would seem so. Well, I have to risk it. If that's the only way I can save Candace, then that's what I'll do. I think you misunderstand. You aren't going to be saving her. You may find her, but you two won't ever be coming back. We don't know that. He'll find you. And once he does, there's no stopping him. I have to try. I can't just go back home and forget about her. She's my sister. I have to play a song. I was worried you would say that. Well then, can I offer you one piece of advice? What is it? If you do decide to play his song, then find a way to play it so no one else can hear. I don't know how you can manage that, but please don't play his music near anyone. And please don't play it here. I don't want the vibrations from the music hanging in the air and I don't want to risk seeing him ever again. Wait a minute, you saw him? Yes. I try so hard to forget about it, but I see his face every night when I go to sleep. On the night before everyone wandered to the lake, I saw someone outside my window. His face was hidden under his hood, but I saw that he had a pipe pressed to his lips and that he was dancing as he made his way down the street. I didn't think anything of it at first, but he seemed to notice me staring, so he stopped playing and glimpsed back at me for just a brief second. That was when I caught a glimpse of his face. What did he look like? When people describe staring death in the face, I think that his face is the face that they see. It's the last face you ever want to see, and it's a face I'll never forget.
The walk seems quicker on the way back. That's because people know what lies ahead. They want the walk to feel long so they can avoid what they're about to do. But there's no avoiding it. Once you make up your mind, that's it. Do all the places he destroys end up like this? Everything looks so normal when you take a glance. Sprinklers are on, lights are on, TVs are on, laundry hanging on the lines, yet the entire place is completely lifeless and empty. Not completely empty. Oh God, Wallace, I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. No apology necessary. Please drive safely. Are you sure you won't come with me? Thank you again, but no. I'm already home. Okay then. Thank you for this. Thank you for everything. I still have so many questions. Everyone always does. I wish I could repay you somehow. Repay me by not playing that song. I wish I had that choice. Me too. I hope I see you again. You won't. Did anyone tell you that you have a great way of instilling confidence in people? I think it's my tone. I should work on that. <laughs> Good one. Thank you again. You take care of yourself. You stay safe. Bye, Allie. Bye, Wallace. Candace, leave me a message if you want. Love ya. Hey kid, it's me. I finally know how I can find you. So I guess that means I'm coming home. I'm going to follow his music and then I'm coming home. The Midnight Symphony Podcast. Created, written, and directed by Joaquin Barrientos. Produced by Harrison Song. Sound editing, sound mixing, and music by Harrison Song. This week's episode was performed by McKenna Givens as Allie, Miranda Wiseman as Candace. For more information, cast bios, or past episodes, visit us online at themidnightsymphony.com or follow us on social media. We'll see you next week, and always remember... Follow his music.